So yesterday I had a, a really great two-hour intensive with an artist who's really on a journey to kind of really find, you know, what the career looks like. I think every artist, you know, goes on a journey of who they are as an artist, what they're trying to say, what their skill sets are, you know, what their voice is, what their message is. And that's, that's a journey all its own that every artist needs to embark on and, and, and do that discovery work to really find their core message. And we've talked about that a lot. But one of the things that happens in Nashville often is that there's also a lot of different ways to structure a career journey, a career path, if you have diversified skill sets. So one of the things that we hear a lot in conversations in Nashville is around songwriting and, you know, a career as a songwriter and maybe adding to that some some talents in production and being able to produce songs maybe that includes some recording ability some engineering ability and and having the ability to demo in what a career looks like from from that perspective versus the entertainer the live performer which has somehow been dubbed the artist path. And so in the two hour intensive yesterday, it really, it really was getting to me like actively in the conversation that the entertainer career path has somehow been dubbed the artist path. It was just starting to really bother me that that's called the artist path when and then a songwriter in some way is not considered an artist. Now I, I get why this is, is that we have dubbed recording artists as the artist. Um, we really dropped off that part of that title, right? Calling the performer and the person who has the records they were called recording artists and that really is the is the clarification they they are recording artists so their art is in the the recording it's it's central to the recording and i and i think you also have entertainers and performers who aren't recording artists and in our specific intensive yesterday and in our conversation we talked a lot about you know this expectation that artists have to be uh, what this this young um, this young man called an influencer, and so we really spent a lot of time breaking down what is an artist. An artist is a is a creative, somebody who is creating. So that can be a lot of different things. It can be you know they can create uh, the songs recordings it's it's no matter what you're creating if you're an active part of that creative process then you should be owning 
the artist title. So if you're a songwriter, you are an artist. If you are a, you know, maybe you're only a recording artist and you're not the songwriter, but you're very involved in the performance, crafting the songs, the arrangements, all that stuff. Like you're an artist. So it's important to, to always be holding on to that artist title if you are a creative and if you're involved in the creative process. But an equally important title is recognizing if what you are really hoping to do and hoping to be is an entertainer. And I think that's the biggest clarification for career paths is what is the priority to be busy as an entertainer, to be entertaining people regularly and to be a face, which includes fame and notoriety in a lot of ways. Um, Doesn't have to, but for the most part, the easiest way, fastest way to become a sought after entertainer is fame and uh, notoriety. And then really kind of, getting down to what an influencer is, because I think this gets thrown around a lot where, you know, artists are being told or I more so I'm hearing from artists that they don't want to be considered influencers or they don't want to work like an influencer. And so we spent a minute breaking down what an influencer is and, and really an influencer where the term comes from is this kind of early social media transition from just being connected with our friends to actually leveraging that connection that people had on social media for commerce right which which was basically this person has a lot of followers they have a lot of connections and brands were identifying if we do a collaboration with them they can influence their connections with purchasing power right and so now somebody who had a lot of connection on social could influence purchasing power so there was all of this opportunity for commerce from brand deals and things like this so when an artist tells me that they're not an influencer or that they don't want to be an influencer that's a fine answer except for that The job is to make sure that, like, what is the product? The product is either the performance. So if it's the performance, then the product, what is the sale? What is the the financial exchange? Is probably a ticket, purchasing a ticket. Um, If it, if you're a recording artist and, and, not as much focused on the entertainer uh, path, then it's it's streams or consumption of the music. And so when somebody tells me that they don't want to be an influencer, that's fine. My question is always, what is the plan? What is the strategy to get people to engage financially in some way so either to buy a ticket or to stream the music and these tactics 
that influencers use to create the viability to do brand deals where they can help a brand sell a product, those tactics work almost just as well for an artist to influence people to listen to their music. So it's just tactics. It's just communication styles and ways of connecting with people. None of which you have to do. No one has to do. No one has to be on TikTok. No one has to be an influencer. Nobody has to use those communication tactics to propel their career forward. But if you're deciding that you don't want to do that, you really have to answer the question of how are you going to communicate with people that is moving them towards uh, purchasing those products if you're not using the social media influencer communication style, right? So this is that's kind of where we started because this expectation that artists have to be influencers was really moving the career trajectory towards hoping to land a publishing deal based off of their songwriting skill set. Because at the core of this conversation was the desire to make a living off of the art, to make a living being a creative, and ultimately to avoid a day job or a soul-sucking way to make money. And uh, repeatedly through the conversation, I was like, there may not be a way to avoid that while properly setting yourself up for a long career as a creative. Because any of the tactics that you use to create revenue quickly as an artist eliminate your possibility of high returns. And what do I mean by that? The way to make money quickly as a creative is to convince somebody else that there is a lot of revenue opportunity from your art down the road. And this goes back, you know, centuries this is this goes back to you know artists having um you know i'm i'm spacing on the term right now that uh you know the classic artists had where they just had financial support you know they had donors they had um they had supporters who were uh you know paying for them to be artists either for their own social prestige because the art was then displayed in their buildings or in their homes or just the uh, reputation of being able to say I commissioned this art piece um, by having that uh, connection to the art and and that influences their status and culture so so this this way of making your entire day full of creative process is really centered around not um, 
not being in the position to earn the most from that art, like somebody else is is banking on you becoming a great artist and they're going to be the one who gets the most value out of that. And so what does that look like as a songwriter? That looks like a publishing deal, especially an early onset publishing deal, more than likely from a large publishing outfit who has a lot of disposable income which means that they can they can fund you to do the to do the thing to write the songs and uh you know maybe give you an advance on whatever you write and maybe that's a two-year deal maybe that's a three-year deal you know the specifics change all the time but it's 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 fairly disposable income for them and they are banking on the fact that like maybe you will write a smash hit during that time that you're with them i think there's a lot of ideas that those large publishing outfits will facilitate a lot for the writers and, and sometimes i think that's true if the person, if, if your representative, your A&R rep at that uh, company is really excited about you, then that's going to be the case. But it also might be where they're just securing the long tail and letting you do your work the way you do it and not really facilitating that much. And they're just funding it, which is really, really uh, risky for songwriters, you know, even getting that opportunity is super competitive, right? It's super competitive. But even if you get that, it's then super risky because of two things that can happen. Either you complete your, uh, your term, your deal, and you didn't write a smash that is giving you the opportunity that you need to recoup on the advance and, and continue your deal and then you are at risk of being dropped and then once you're dropped it, it really can be like a scarlet letter it really is hard to overcome getting dropped from a pub deal because you didn't deliver and delivering is really really hard you know especially with the volume of art that's going into the world. So it's super competitive to get those deals. I don't even know how many of those deals are happening on a regular basis. I think there's a lot of false um, information, misinformation going out that those deals are readily available. I'm not even sure that they are. And even if you get them, they're still really risky. If you don't have songs that are already generating meaningful revenue. So, this songwriter path thinking that there's a way to you know secure a publishing deal and avoid the day job through that route might be possible but is but is like i said super risky and so then you move to the entertainer the artist path which is you know the more familiar challenging hard road 
where you have to figure out how to communicate who you are, what you are with an audience. And that's where the easiest and fastest way to connect with the largest audience is using influencer tactics on social media platforms to build that audience. Now, there's other ways to do it. They just take longer. That's just the truth of the matter. And during that time, you have to figure out how you're making money. And so then you end up in the same situation. Now, in our intensive yesterday, this was not so much the case. But for a lot of people, this is where they go, I'm an entertainer. I love entertaining. And so I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to find ways to to use my skill set as an entertainer to pay my bills, which looks like uh, cover gigs, corporate gigs, and things like that. And then you kind of run into the same type of risks where now you're super busy as a cover artist, corporate artist, because you are a good entertainer. And, and so that is sought after. But that's not actually building an audience because those, the people that are at those gigs, as you find out, just, just aren't, they're fans of music, but they're not really the fans that love discovering new music. So they are very, uh, very often low engagement with your original music and, and hard to actually move over towards your original music and then those types of gigs are also very exhausting they take a lot of work and they take a lot of your creative energy so that it's hard to bring the energy towards the things that are going to build an audience for you as a as an original music entertainer and so it's not to say that the only path forward for artists is like to not try and pay your bills with music but the truth is is that for most artists that i talk to who have big goals of meaningful careers the answer is working at 7-eleven being a barista at a coffee shop some sort of income base that allows you to set your career goals in a long-term format of where when these things are successful, like writing a song as a songwriter, writing a song that is generating income before ever signing a publishing deal, so that the publishing deal is educated by success, not the hope for success. And then same thing as an artist, like creating music that is connecting with an audience, not the potential of it connecting with an audience where you end up with, you know, what a lot of people call industry darlings and things like that. And so, you know, part of career planning is figuring out a way 
to pay your bills that allows you to still have the energy to do whatever creative process you're hoping to do. And the, and not having the creative process be responsible for that income, especially if it's a version of your creative process, but not truly what you want to be doing. And so that's, that's the challenge. So um, like I said, new format for us, new podcasts happening, connecting in the discord, hanging out with everybody. Um, Going to be doing these drive chats as I drive in from Peak to Nashville, back and forth. Um, so hop in. We'll do some Q&As. Uh, some opportunity to, to dig in and go deeper on some topics. So hope everybody's doing well. Make sure to uh, leave a comment in the Discord. Let's start some conversations. Let's have some follow-up questions. And, uh, and, and tell a friend. Bring, bring an artist friend into this community. Um, if you if you can, uh, we'd love to meet more people. Lots of big fun plans for uh, the rest of this year and into 2023. So hope everybody's doing well. Uh, can't wait to talk with you all soon.